the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to the Christmas edition. Ho, ho, ho! Santa is here with us. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, we, we, we'd love for you to be able to call Santa and ask him questions, but uh, uh, we, yeah, we're not Santa taking doesn't know much about plants. Uh, it's mistletoe. Yeah. What does Santa know about? Uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen Santa with mistletoe? No. If he's just not trying to cute, kiss Miss Claus on the Yeah, and I'm tree. guessing, does it, does, is there a lot that grows at the North Pole? No. Okay, then. <laughs> Maybe during the warm season, you know, it it does warm up sometimes. Well, what they consider warm up, uh, I don't. I bet the high doesn't get over fifty five, sixty degrees. I think there. actually, and I don't 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 spit into the mics now, but I think actually one of the concerns is that if there is a warm up, we'll put it that so I don't offend anybody. There you go. Uh, that some things will become unfrozen. And um, so Santa won't be able to get out. No, that things that we ha- that things that have been in the ice for a while. Oh yeah, will now come back to life. You've been watching those two movies. Two movies. All right. Uh, so <laughs> you you start us off. And by the way, the show's recorded. I'm going to go get our guest. Uh, <laughs> I think is here. And uh, you start us off, okay? Okay. All right. What you got? Uh, we've got. Uh, I be, I uh, got uh, got uh, notice in the. In the email the other day, uh, it was a, a write-up by uh, uh, Alan Armitage, who Dr. Alan Armitage, who uh, used to be a professor at uh, uh, Georgia, in, in Georgia, University of Georgia, I guess. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, he is a great plantsman, been running around for uh, putting on new plants for years. And uh, he wrote about uh, the coming uh, uh, the coming emphasis for uh, uh, 2022, and uh, he broke it down into groups. And he says people <laughs> people are asking for clean, compact, eye-catching plants. Now, if you realize that. <laughs> When he says clean, uh, you think back to why we haven't put out uh, uh, some plants that uh, hold their blooms after you know they after the bloom dies, uh, it holds him holds them. Uh, so we don't 
it doesn't make an attractive plant like firebush, uh, Hamalia patens. Uh, it drops its blooms immediately after it's uh, after it blooms, and so it's always a, a clean clean looking plant. Uh, and then compact, of course, because people are wanting compact plants because their their yards and landscapes are smaller. And of course, uh, eye catching plants. In other words, uh, that that's where the uh, uh, Texas superstars got their starts with uh, eye catching plants that are clean and compact. And so it's uh, he says, uh, Alan says, therefore your garden center and landscape cli clients will be demanding the same. The crepe myrtle. And that's that's the sad thing. Uh, this uh, horticulture misspelled crepe. How do you spell it? Is is he spells it C R E P E? Oh, well, like the, that mis you think that's misspelled? Yeah. Because both of those spellings were used for years and years and years. Well, the, crepe they, they've been wrong for years and years <laughs> and years. <laughs> but uh, I continue to use it too, just to be ornery. You know who doesn't? Huh? You know who doesn't use Neil. it? Don't say there Neil Sperry. Oh. <laughs> he knew. He knew. And he the only reason he's still using that old spelling is because Neil and Greg and all of them have changed it to C-R-A-P-E. And some people wanted to say it, that spells crap. Can you say crap on the radio, member? Let's not. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, let's not. I didn't say that other word. It's, it's Christmas. Uh, Come on now. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain keep, the keep the word. You're doing well. Great. <laughs> but uh, Neil, Neil uh, puts it two words: crepe, <laughs> C R A P E, myrtle. Okay. That's two words. And Greg says officially it should be one word. Oh, Greg because, says that? Because crepe myrtle is not a myrtle. You know, horticulturists <laughs> need to find more time with well, them. I, well, the uh, editing service, at least in my computer, uh -oh. treats it as two words. Oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, and they, anyway, Neil does too. So. And, they, and, of course, they when you when you use that service, they, they say, well, <laughs> they they will g gradually convert to the <laughs> for um, they don't say folks but for scientists majority. and yeah, yeah if you consistently use it they will convert <laughs> I've never seen them convert anything <laughs> no. just continue to correct exactly the same as they always have even <laughs> even though for twenty twenty five years you know I've used it yeah anyway uh, the crepe myrtle that is dwarf. The delphinium that blooms well in the south. Mm -hmm. See that uh, <laughs> that's why we don't sell a lot of those at the nursery because they they'll bloom in cooler weather. Oh, really? But when it gets hot, oh, they don't bloom. They don't bloom. Oh, and uh, and they mainly die. Yeah, the plants die. Uh, the reason we we uh, put uh, gold star uh, Texas gold columbine. It's a delphinium. Oh, it is? Yeah, in the delphinium uh, family. But uh, 
in the shade, it'll do well in the in Texas and in the south. The annual rubecchia well, stays of, clean. Some of those some of those columbines do pretty well. Which the, one? the the ones that you uh, that we introduced early in that process, they seemed to. Of course, that was a small, you know, that was like f- five or six years th- before they would switch to. Uh, uh, what, the, what was the one we used uh, that had the uh, two color, basically? Uh, oh yeah, uh, but that was a selection out of the uh, uh, Texas Gold Columbine. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was it relatively was, easy. Yeah, easy, it was to a grow. It was a cross between uh, Texas Gold Columbine, as well as the uh, the little red native. Yeah, the, Canadensis. Canadensis. Well, no, <laughs> Canadensis is a big one. I can't think of the little ones. We'll think of it sometime, <laughs> two or three hours. Yeah, yeah maybe for, not this Christmas. <laughs> by by next, next Christmas, Christmas, we'll remember it. <laughs> yeah, but that was uh, that was kind of. Uh, Interesting, uh, because uh, gardeners like me, it, it would spread, and then <laughs> and then the hot weather would come and yeah. it retreat under under in my yard it was under these uh, oak trees, piddly little oak trees, yeah, <laughs> oak trees that couldn't this, there was not enough soil so they never got over fifteen feet tall. No, well no. everybody says everybody said that uh, they're from Texas. Uh, so Columbine, yeah. Oh, these Texas Gold Columbine. Oh, okay, from Big Bend National Park. You remember uh, we had to wait till the seed washed out of the park before we could collect the seed, since it was in the Big Bend National Park. Oh, I see. So you all stood at the gate, and then uh, we yeah. also went on some uh, ranches that where these plants occurred naturally, and that's when Calvin got the call when he was first here. Mm-hmm. That so I was being a bad boy. I well, it was. Uh, <laughs> I it w- I should have learned not to be the first one at the office. <laughs> oh, is that the that the case? Well, he was trying to impress everybody, you know. Oh. New yeah, you know, and th- when that phone call, right, you know, look at it, and it's it's only seven thirty. <laughs> Who would be calling at seven thirty? <laughs> oh, somebody complaining about Jerry. Uh-huh. I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's sad, isn't it? Let me write these down. Lesson one: <laughs> Don't be first at office. Okay. And also, the shade tolerant plant that flowers in the fall. And uh, you know, we've talked about uh, our uh, <laughs> some of the plants that uh, do in the uh, shade in the fall. Shade tolerant plants that flowered in the fall, and uh, it's our uh, one of our favorites. The one that has red is is uh, doesn't bloom till the fall. Uh, <laughs> in the winter or the fall? In the fall. Fall red blooms. Red, uh, fire spike. Yeah. Okay. Thank oh. you, Milton. I, I knew you were going to hold up your end of the fall. I'm trying. Uh, fire spike, which. Uh, that's what everybody. I still, uh, it does bloom. Is that true, Milt? <laughs> Not mine yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how, if it's, maybe it's next fall. I know when Jerry, <laughs> when Jerry first introduced me to it, it bloomed yeah. for a couple of years, and then I haven't seen it bloom since, I don't it think. It's probably killed out. Ours wants to bloom, <laughs> if there's any consolation Want, in that. But I, I don't dare say that because I did see one uh, on the. Uh, 
River Walk. Yeah. Oh, really? And then one over in the uh, residential area over there. They get that was a, it was about <laughs> it's huge. 12 or 14 foot yeah. tall, and oh. it had lots of blooms. Like King William? They had yeah. A, oh, wow. And lots of, yeah. uh, lots of hummingbirds. Did yeah. I tell you? I t- did I tell you that we uh, we saw ru- uh, the roof? Yeah, Calvin saw his hummingbird. Finally, Finally. after I mean, it's this is a f- weeks we haven't seen hummingbirds. And, and I texted the woman that um, Jennifer, Jennifer, yeah, that we talked to uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, she said that she hasn't seen a lot of hummers this year, and killdeer. I don't know. I don't know if oh, you I don't killdeer. Know. Killdeer? Killdeer, same thing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She said she hasn't Waterberg. seen a lot of those well, I'm, I'm, I'm since with, the freeze. I'm with her. I haven't seen very many either. We used to see them. Remember in the parking uh, lots? Well, and, yeah. What, Killdeer? Killdeer, yeah. Okay, that's, we see them at the Metro Lake. Right. Because they oh, yeah. run around. I guess the, we don't run around. The, uh, we don't go to Mitchell Lake as often anymore. Not since <laughs> the incident. No, I'm just not making that up. Not since they were mean? <laughs> yeah, they were mean to us. Not no. to us. They weren't mean. Uh, okay. But anyway, yeah, we'll, okay. ha- we'll have to get back. So, anyway, uh, uh, Alan so fire uh, spike. gives us some ideas uh, on what, and says, "Bravo to all though all who have been involved in these and other breakthroughs." He's talking about Greg. Oh, okay. Greg the interest new uh, new plants will continue because, like all industries, it gives us something to talk about. Well, I'm convinced Uh-oh. that that you know we, we, our record is we got we can be pretty proud of our record here in the San Antonio area oh, in terms yeah, of water conservation and environmental initiatives, and I think part of the key to to it being successful, of course, there's a whole bunch of things to list. We had some great le- uh, leadership from elected officials. And our industry, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but also that that that, I, that idea of of uh, having new plants linked to the conservation right. effort. I mean, that just drug everybody in. Instead of the <laughs> the industry and gardeners being anti, you know, this rea- reactionary kind yeah, of about the water, they were. Everybody was positive because that's where the action was, and that's yeah. where the new plants were, and everything. And so, and they were drought tolerant and heat tolerant. Yeah, and they were, and they, and they just kept expanding. Even though a lot of these plants had been on the market before and had been used, but but they were every one of them was kind of looked at with a new yeah thinking. There was, there was a new uh, uh, all the plants we introduced in the in the. Uh, Superstar program, they had a single or several single uh, characteristics which made them desirable. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, may, like you say, they may have been on the market for a long time, but like when when uh, Greg discovered uh, Gold Star Esperanza, Esperanza has been on the on the market and in grown in this area probably a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And there was, and, and at least three or four of them have had blooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when Greg found this one that blooms early and and all summer, the uh, uh, that that opened up as Esperanza to everybody. Everybody wanted one. All of the landscapers used them and uh, everything else. 
But uh, the interesting thing now, uh, now that we're we're in December, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you're noticing uh, some more uh, Esperanzas blooming big time, I mean, really heavy now, kind of at the top of the plant, that's not Gold Star. That's the o- older type of Esperanza. Uh, that blooms only in the fall. So, uh, but they, they're, yeah, looking, are, they're looking good. Flowers now. are kind of small, though, too. I mean, yeah, but right, lo- right. there's a lot of them on some plants. That's but. true. But uh, the, uh, they're, they're showing out now, but uh, don't be fooled. You know, I don't, you know how convenient it is when you're old like me, and I don't even remember when I removed my old-fashioned Esperanza. <laughs> I had a bunch of them at one time. Yeah, I remember And they that. just disappeared. I don't know if Jerry had a, <laughs> no. a team out there, <laughs> a Gardening Volunteers of South Texas or well, Master Gardeners. Well, I remember, there weren't a lot of them under the oak tree, your big live oak trees? Some of them were. Yeah. Yeah. So they were over there where the columbines were. Yeah, columbines there. were for sure. <laughs> columbines... Uh, uh, well, I replanted them five or six times. So at the end there, I was having to replant them every year yeah, for the yeah. seeds. So they they uh, they're a weak perennial. That's what. Uh, well, especially the that newer, better, the bit better flowered version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, we need to take a break. Give me a break, Milton. I'm going to give you one right now. You're listening to the Christmas edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. The nursery is closed today, but opens up again tomorrow on the 26th. Uh, for more information about everything going on at the nursery, be sure to go to Millburgers. Do we have Christmas com. drinks today? No. We can, oh. <laughs> oh I was, uh, I was we'll looking you, at we'll that san- hand sanitizer there, and it was <laughs> making me thirsty. We, we can get you something in a second. Are you, are you going to give the phone number, Milton? No. I will yeah, accidentally you're in a minute. You're going to go through this whole show I'm gonna, and not give the phone. No, I don't even have that much faith in this. <laughs> we'll take a break. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas uh, right here with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. The number to call, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. You're going to slip, Milton. I'm not going to slip. I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're uh, the nursery's closed today, so we're doing our Christmas show. And uh, we hope you're enjoying it. We're back tomorrow at the nursery. Yeah. I think the weather's supposed to be nice. Um, <laughs> so I uh, hope everybody's having a wonderful, safe, and Happy holiday from everybody here at the show and from Millburgers. And, um, yeah, so uh, we, uh, anyway, but, uh, yep, give us a, well, don't give us a call. Uh, see, I almost did slip up there. I know. Uh, you right. you got to, you can't, you cannot do it. I know, it's fine. Yeah, all these years it's almost, uh, almost just happens by habit. Um, did you, um, yeah, did you uh, finish up what you were talking about? No, one, one thing that Alan, uh, Dr. Armitage, uh, mentioned that, uh, people are looking for new plants 
is uh, deer resistant. I, I should say resistant, but uh, plants that deer don't prefer. I yeah, think. that's a good. Is that a good way to put it? <laughs> Not their favorites. And uh, I got this deal from Dennis uh, the other day. Our a reporter in Our, the, in Austin in the field. Yep. <laughs> it says researcher. Uh, and there the, you go. Researchers. <laughs> Dennis will like that better. The head the heading on this is deer are consuming the world's largest organism. Killing off its opportunity for growth. See that? That was that uh, <laughs> on an island, that turf. What was that? No, uh, this was an uh, aspen tree. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. With it, the roots, and, and common the, roots. System. Yeah, mm. right, right. Was, was, what W-A-S-A-T-C-H. What Ashy Mountains of the western U.S. on the slopes above a spring-fed lake. There dwells a giant spring, a single giant organism that provides an entire ecosystem on which plants and animals have relied for thousands of years. I don't know who kept the records. There's that guy. There's some there's, there's some neighborhoods with live oaks at that same situation. Yeah. I don't think they've been there for thousands. Oh, okay. <laughs> Found uh, in the home in his home state of Utah, the the, the writer of this uh, this planting or tree gr- uh, gr- bunch of. Uh, System bunch of aspens is a hundred and six acre stand of quaking aspen clones. Now, what words. does that mean? <laughs> In other well, words, what is a clone? that means that they all that time we spend talking about why oak trees are so different. Yeah. Oh, these are not. These are exactly the same as they're vegetatively reproduced. There you go. Oh, so okay. So these. So when they drop their leaves, well, that's not that's not that's not absolutely true. Probably be because even in that hundred and six acres, there can be variation in the environment and the winds and and those things. But the, yeah. you would guess that most of them drop their leaves at the same time. Yeah. So this is a product that's been helped by man. <laughs> is that or a tree? No. Oh. No. So luckily, they have not been helped by man. Oh, okay. They're naturally occurring. But they're naturally the clones of each they're, other. They're, they come up from the root, their root sprouts. Oh, okay. Oh, like, that's like cool. oak root Yeah. Sprouts, uh, Okay, I'm following <laughs> you now. And they say uh, there is a, it is actually composed of four forty-seven thousand genetically identical stems that arise from an interconnected root network. That's exciting. Except forty-seven thousand quaking aspen is not the most exciting plant around. Oh. <laughs> 
This thing sounds like it's a description. <laughs> Did you see the poor Aspen sitting there quaking? <laughs> this single genetic individual uh, individual uh, weighs around six million tons. Yeah, that's big. By mass, it's the largest single organism on Earth. That, now that one would huh. be. That one would be hard to transplant when uh, yeah, oh, yeah. when the folks ask us about that. Yeah. But I think I read last week in Neil's column that you just if you get it, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you probably heard about this. Well, see, it's not nearly as uh, romantic or large, exciting, but uh, the uh, paper whites. Yeah. That those little, you know, yeah. I guess they're not even they're not identical. But I was just thinking of deer proof. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got that. Yeah, they're uh, deer proof, and uh, the beginning. I always think of them in uh, December because it's always the first plant in our twelve months of color. Oh, okay. Description. <laughs> And it's, it says, and it's uh, the only place you want it is outside because oh. of the, the fragrance. Yeah, the fragrance. Thank you. <laughs> what what makes this uh, planting or spreading so interesting is its enormous size. Most clonal aspen stands in North America are much smaller, with those in the western U.S. averaging three acres. And this is 160 acres. There or you go. Good to good wow. to remember, Mayor. 106. 106. 106. I apologize. Acres standing. Uh, but anyway, what what could destroy something this big? And well, you kind of gave that away in the, <laughs> in the beginning. So, how are deer <laughs> destroying it? Uh, this this planting uh, or this. Aspen has been around for thousands of years, p p potentially up to 14,000 years. Hmm. Despite the stems only living for about 130 years. So it, it puts up new, uh, <laughs> it, it puts up new stems, uh, root sprouts. Uh, but anyway, so the trees says, that come from the root the, sprouts are on, can will only live for about 130 years. Yeah, but mamas live in how long? Uh, fourteen thousand. Wow. Yeah, the whole the that's whole. That's probably not appropriate to call it a mom. Oh, it's the yeah, Papa. <laughs> no, the the ancestors were originated there, but none of them live. None of those stems oh, that long. Oh, okay. Yeah. But oh, I thought there was like one fourteen thousand year old no, tree that was no, okay. No, no, okay, no, no, no. I apologize. No. Anyway, deer, deer <laughs> are eating the youngest trees. And also, you could, you know, if you had a virus or something, you could potentially. Mm. <laughs> Although the aspen seems to seems to be do fairly well with resisting pests. Oh yeah. yeah the old but there's a lot a lot of <laughs> a lot of our other trees are having trouble with all kinds of uh, 
new pests, introduce pests, and uh, I guess not as much diseases as ca uh, beetles and oh, yeah. caterpillars. Yeah. Says overgrazing by deer and elk is one of the biggest worries. Wolves and cougars once kept their numbers in check, but herds are now much larger because of the loss of these predators. So, how, why why they why they? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it'd be easy, huh, Milton, to convince them to, yeah. to support wolves and cougars. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Quaking aspen versus deer. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Quaking aspen versus cougars. I, b I bet those people in Hollywood Park are saying, I told you. All well, I deer. remember you, you tried to help deer them. Problem. You stood up at that uh, city there council meeting and said, I've got wolves. <laughs> I can introduce them right here at Hollywood Park. <laughs> but anyway, they... Why are the wolves and cougars multiplying so much? Why aren't they? Or Why aren't are they? I thought they weren't. No, they are. I mean, in the deer. Yeah, because they don't have any predators. That's right. That's right. Okay, okay. but yeah. herbs are because of the loss of these predators. Yeah. Deer and elk also. There's a, uh, there's a lot, a lot of, there's a lot of pressure other places where okay. the wolves are finally yeah. coming back. Yeah, and <laughs> I think they're noticing, I think maybe even Dennis sent us an article on this too where they were noticing a greater uh, wild, uh, like uh, tree things being yeah. uh, Reintroduced that we've been struggling because of the deer and oh, the yeah. only the only places that seem to appreciate the uh, the wolves are Minnesota and Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they're used to it, I guess, because they were the last. Uh, yeah, that's the last remnants of, oh. the, of the wolves. <laughs> As older trees die or fall down, light reaches the woodland floor which stimulates new clonal stems. In other words, a air layer, I guess, or <laughs> in the, into the soil and start growing. But when these animals eat the tops off newly forming steer stems, they die. Have you ever... <laughs> those deer, see, they're browsers. And uh, I have been amazed at uh, when a tree or limb falls in my uh, daughter's and son-in-law's uh, yard because overnight those deer come in and eat all the leaves off. Huh. I mean, big time. Really? Well, <laughs> even in neighborhoods like hers and... Hollywood Park and Medical Center, uh, when you have that brush collection, 
<laughs> oh, the deer getting to Oh, the... gosh, yeah, the deer get all excited about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they're checking on when the next dates are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, the deer. Yeah, they're making, making their plans. You know. yeah, just 311. Uh, uh, yes, this is Bambi. I've got some questions uh. I need answered. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Bambi. What's your question? Okay, but anyway, that's interesting, and we thank Dennis for sending that mm-hmm. to us. Can't touch my mic, can you, Melvin? No, I can't. Uh. can't reach over there. <laughs> I have to bring it up remotely. I can look away. Melton always yeah. messes with me about messing well, with he's my got mic. Well, s- it's got such a big... It's hard uh, for you to, yeah. <laughs> hard for me to get away from it. Huh? Yeah, got um, about two minutes for the break. What what is the prettiest uh, coloring vine that we have at this time of the year? A Mexican flame vine. No, but I'm Uh-oh, talking. We got a debate. Foliage mainly. Huh? Poison oak. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but that <laughs> means I just screaming red. You know another one that's screaming red. You're right. In a lot of places, is. is wood. Wood uh, is um, oh shoot! So it <laughs> looks like maple. Um, yeah. Uh, w- Want to say wood? Virginia creeper. That's it. Good yeah. work. Yeah. Teamwork. You know where I got teamwork that? makes the dream work. They don't grow very well here, though. No, but boy, yeah. you go a little further north, they're, they're no. knockout. Hey, it's can not. I take a break? Yeah. Give All me right. a break. I'm going to give you another break. All right, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, and I got to get through this break without giving the phone number. There you go. Again. Don't be giving that phone. It's a Christmas edition. The nursery's closed today. It's open again tomorrow. If you want to call Al and wish him a Merry there Christmas, you, you can call him at 210 8867. The Christmas presents that they always bring to us. Oh, they bring them before and after Christmas. The food. Oh, at the nursery? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it's just Mary. Yeah. Mary brings the stuff. Mary, Mary brings a lot. Yeah. Really good stuff. She's sure. really good yeah. at that. All right, so we'll take a break and come back in a moment. Uh, and we're back tomorrow live again at the nursery uh, at 1604 and Bull Road. Again, you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about all the things that are happening at Millburgers. But we'll take a break and be back in a moment on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Santa Claus is leaving Santa Claus And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick and uh, yep, it's our Christmas edition so we're recording this early so hopefully we haven't... uh, uh, no spoilers, or <laughs> I was, the world hasn't changed or anything. No. I was uh, mowing some of the rescue grass that's lush <laughs> and filling in the yard, getting it's getting a little tall. So there you go. One of the if you want it to re- continue to look good all winter, you got to get mow it. Maybe not every week, but at least every two weeks. And I was mowing, and I had one of those uh, situation comic kind of things. I uh, parked my 
mower, and, and uh, it's, it's a little temperamental. So uh, I didn't I didn't want to s- stop the engine while I got the gate open. Mm-hmm. But of course, it accidentally stopped, and of course, uh, <laughs> we had visitors. Oh, and they had appointments. And so there, there my mower is, my John Deere mower, mm-hmm. stopped. And <laughs> I don't know day. how to, I never did learn how to put it in neutral. There's a lot of little technicalities <laughs> oh, no. there. And so it's very, very emb- embarrassing, you know. There you go. You know, if I was. At least you didn't have to go running after it. No, no, it didn't. It definitely, <laughs> I wish, wished I could have run after it. So I, I was. Going through the manual, trying to figure out, and, <laughs> and Hillary, one of the visitors, was doing you, YouTube. I was going to say, you need yeah. to YouTube it. And uh, <laughs> it was, we weren't figuring it out, and so I, I thought, well, my neighbor, neighbor explained that to me. I once ought to do that. So I called him up, and he was on a job. <laughs> he says, but he started giggling, and uh, mm-hmm. he went through this spiel. He'd obviously done this many times uh. because it was, you know all these little little knobs I had to turn and everything, and I just followed him exactly what he said. I couldn't figure out where the knobs were when I used the manual, but with him doing it, <laughs> and then we got it, we got it uh, to uh, go into neutral, and then of course it did roll down there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! But it only, only ran, ran into my Volkswagen. Oh jeez! <laughs> uh, but that uh, like but I, it was uh, <laughs> getting your it was hysterical. <laughs> uh, and but then I got got all the people got out finally, and I says, "Well, let me try to start it." And of course, it started right after everybody left too. Says, oh, is that right? Yeah, I said so. <laughs> what should I do now? I said, well, I guess I should finish mowing. And yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, and then it was uh, fairly so, satisfying, the overall process. There was a few times in the process, though, when I was uh, th- thought I would be better off sitting in the back uh, patio drinking whiskey. But <laughs> Yeah. So but could you do it again now if you had to put it in neutral? Are you now sufficiently? <laughs> yeah, that, I would get the neutral right this time. This yeah. Time. What do you have to but have the, machi- the machine is a little te- it's a little temperamental. Is there a brake on it so it doesn't roll away? Yeah, it's uh, the, the transmission. If you're sitting on it. Yeah, the transmission is uh, is the brake. Oh. It's in gear. It's always in gear. But not if it's in neutral. Not if it, no, that's right. So you have to do, you have to do, Two of these valves get put them into neutral to get it to move, but that, but the machine won't start or work when it's in neutral. But it will roll. It'll <laughs> roll. Yeah, yeah. If you that, yeah. that's all you want to do is roll. No, down but I want you to. I want <laughs> you, you to be able to. Most put people like the mower to go. No. Oh, so it cuts the grass. But but <laughs> if I like like for instance, if I did my car, this is not a good idea. Uh-huh. But if I put it in neutral. And I pulled up the emergency brake. It might not roll away. Do you have any sort of brake that you can? No. Oh dear. <laughs> no. What you do? What you do is uh, uh, you have a, get a big stick or rock that you. Put oh, is that oh, what behind the wheel? <laughs> oh. What could go wrong if see, it rolls over the see, rock? That, that's why we're so susceptible to problems with those kind those kind of machines mm. because, uh, yeah, what if. Before I started using a machine like that, I would have thought, yeah, well, it must be 
Must be a little shift there and a little break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. Not anymore, huh? Now Apparently nothing. Probably the, probably the real expensive versions that maybe they do. I don't know. But uh, but uh, <laughs> the, the less expensive ones are are pretty simple. But, well, I take that back. They're complex. <laughs> and now the new expression is, in neutral, nothing rolls like a deer. Oh, <laughs> they don't even call it neutral. They uh, call it out of uh out of the transmission phase. Oh, that's that's a terrible term. They're mm-hmm. always changing the names of things. Yeah, that. just call mm-hmm. it neutral. <laughs> well, you get you make it makes the uh, dealership uh, experts m- much more valuable. Yeah, yeah I bet. Go. You're calling them as it rolls down toward the uh, <laughs> toward Babcock Road. And, <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. We yes, don't, sir. Luckily, they roll the other way. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so that's fine. Toward the neighbor's house. <laughs> No, towards towards my house and my Volkswagen. (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) We mentioned a while ago uh, the beautiful color of uh, poison ivy leaves at this time of the year, Mm -hmm. poison oak. Uh, And we've got a question that said, how can I identify poison ivy in my ground cover beds and shrubs? Well, the neat thing about it is if you don't identify it properly and pull it out, It'll tell you. It'll it'll tell you probably what an hour, hour and a half. I don't know. I've never it uh, for those who are allergic to it. Yeah. Some people are not. If you're not allergic to it, do you still get the itches and the? You get the what? Well, you you, you there's degrees of susceptibility. To okay, it. that's what I didn't yeah, know. But most people saying. are most people will get affected by yeah. it. They'll know it. And but it's uh, it's relatively easy to. Recognize that's one of the one of the plants, because now with the color, mm-hmm. and then the f- that three prong foliage. There you go, the young seedlings clearly shows the three leaflets of each poison ivy leaf. It makes them easy to identify even when they're very young. The old saying we all learned as children is "leaves of three, let it be." Mm-hmm. That's cute. You knew that one, <laughs> but uh, not five leaflets. Not always five leaflets. I always find it difficult, though, because th- then they then they go on to t- talk about a, another a complex treatment process in the fall, mm-hmm. which is it's hard to treat. Have you ever treated poison ivy? Mm-mm. Treated on your skin or treated it in treated, the garden? Treated, uh, I mean, you, uh, to use Roundup. Quite often, they, well, they used to use Roundup. And uh, you, now that, that's pretty hard to get to treat, treat it with Roundup without uh, getting affected by it, especially if it's the first time you've done it or mm-hmm. if you've got an extensive planting of it. Wait, 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 back up. It's pretty hard to, if you treat it with Roundup to not be affected by it? Yeah. How, how would you uh, how would you treat uh an eight, uh say a 20 square foot with where you got a vine Oh, so it's hard not going to going all through it and other plants. I mean, so would you just just spray everything with Roundup? I don't know. Now you got me scared. Uh. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm just going to spray everything. Well, that, I mean, that's what people. That's what happens. They, they say, well, how? A lot of people I've known give up on treating it because it's, well, I'll kill, I'll, I'll kill my other yeah. vines and I'll, 
Well, if it's in by the cut vine and stump killer. Yeah, if it's in the Asian jasmine, yeah. you can spray it with Roundup and it'll kill it. Okay. Now, I don't know how many people know that, but uh, I don't. you don't generally see it in a- Asian jasmine. Yeah. I always, I was thinking of, uh, where do you see it? You see it uh, on the base of... Oh, in East Raleigh? Texas, uh, oh. the, ma- the maples yeah. and oaks and mm-hmm. pines, yeah. But uh, you asked about the cut vine and stump killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how do you apply st- cut vine and stump killer? Well, you have to cut it and then... Uh, at the base, yeah. That's the that case. Where it goes into the soil. Right oh. <laughs> so you have to get to it. And yeah. I can't cut it, like, farther from it? and No. Oh. Yeah, you, re- you mean reach real far? Uh, yeah, no, that, well, you said it was a vine, so I kind of imagined it was kind of yeah. going through the yard, and I would just cut it, oh. and then, you know, <laughs> I don't know maybe spray or do something on that one cut. Well, well it's, it's... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how far that stuff will translocate. Oh, it didn't now, translocate I, very I far. Sprayed, uh, I mean, I've sprayed uh, Roundup, concentrated Roundup on... Uh, Asian jasmine, uh, new spr- new wood, and uh, doesn't touch it. Oh, really? No. But that's not you. That's Roundup. That's not the cut vine and stump. Yeah, the, the the cut vine and stump killer sprayed on new growing Asian jasmine. Yeah. Like running up the house or running into a fence uh, and everything. Uh, it does work on coral that work? vine pretty well. Mm-hmm. Cat's claw. Uh, not <laughs> not uh, Roundup. Did you see that? No, I, I meant the, rem- the Remedy uh, cut, does. Cut vine Rem- and stump Remedy killer. works pretty yeah. well. Yeah. But re- I think you would have to treat, when you use the Remedy, you've got you to spray most of that foliage. Yeah. Now, you can, you can with the cat's claw, at least you, you could apply the, the cut, cut vine and stump killer yeah. if you wanted to. But it's so much easier just to use the Remedy if... You're not adjacent to your shrubs and perennials. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I use remedy on uh, or cut vine and stump killer on that uh, Asian jasmine mm-hmm. because Roundup. Yeah, you said that you can weed it with. Uh, yeah, it laughs Roundup. at you. But uh, the remedy, and I wanted to see if it would translocate back into my hollies, Yelp on oh, um, Burford yeah. holly. Which was adjacent to the uh, Asian jasmine, and it didn't. Hmm. It just pretty well killed what I sprayed. But did you d- apply it to the stem, or did you spray it? I sprayed it. Oh, cool! And it worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, when you spray Asian jasmine that's climbing up the windows or whatever, uh, you're getting the leaves and the stems that are attached mm-hmm. to the to the. Uh, product the uh, structure. Yeah, re- remedy works pretty w- pretty well on cut vine stump. I mean, on uh, my uh, cat's claw. Oh, cat's claw. Yeah, that Calvin's killing that beautiful ornamental. Oh, there. I don't don't worry. I'd I have can't to be. Get, I, can't I can't even get a mower to start. <laughs> I would have to be much smarter <laughs> than that to get to, to control the cat's claw. I can't. I can't get him to start taking cuttings of that, and we put sell it at Millburg. Mm. I well, think they I'm won't I'm even allow it in. You the can way name you des- it after your wife. The I'll way you describe start, it. Uh, we should start bringing him a bucket of. Yeah, yeah let, let him plant it. I guess you can name mm. that after your wife. Yeah, she'd love that. Uh, <laughs> does she like it? Didn't you say she kind of liked it? 
Or no, she wants well, it gone. It blooms. It's pretty. Um, yeah, I, thought, I don't know. I never. I, she never even. I don't remember her even giving it any oh, okay. attention or anything. <laughs> I thought she'd mentioned you want to get rid of it, but she kind of liked it or something. I, I'm I wrong. Remember. I that jumped, was Jerry. <laughs> I jumped out of the truck, started taking pictures. First time I saw it, it was pretty. Is that right? But yeah. anyway, uh, so uh, <laughs> the. Uh, you want me to tell folks well, what they're listening to? No. Okay. Well, I, you, I you know that poison ivy. No I burgers gardening South Texas. I I think that's one of those things that, uh, that I think Jerry and I wouldn't mind if, if you if you've never done it before. You give give us a call on the show and discuss a little bit about the the strategy because mm-hmm. because uh, you got you got to be pretty alert and uh, careful. But it wor- the Roundup works pretty well on that. Oh, stuff. on if the you, poison ivy or poison oak or yeah, both? Yeah, poison ivy. Poison oak, it depends on how big it, how tall it is. And yeah. The interesting thing about that is uh, I've heard that the best time to apply it is in the fall. Oh, yeah, always. Oh, well, that's you, interesting. Yeah, you would think that you would apply it on the Just kind of the opposite grow. of the, ro- Everything the other, else, other yeah. plants. Everything else, yeah. yeah. Here are some facts that you can trust, Milton. Okay, got about a minute and a half. Everyone is susceptible to poison ivy allergies at some point in his or her life. That's what Calvin said. Yeah. (laughs) It can happen at a time when your immune system is fighting off a cold or other illness or when you're tired. I'm tired all the time. <laughs> you need to really stay away from it. But don't assume that I don't get poison ivy because you might. Okay. <laughs> if someone in the family is less likely to develop a poison ivy allergic reaction, that person might be the designated gardener who gets to help remove <coughs> it. Oh, lucky them. Yeah. Hopefully it's a younger brother or a younger sibling. It's the oil in the plant tissues that gives the allergic reaction. All plant parts of the plant contain that oil. Okay, now we need to take a break. Okay. More fun facts in a moment? Yeah. All right. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're uh, recording this in advance. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. So we're going to take a break, and while we do, we encourage you to... uh, just relax. Email us some questions. Get ready for tomorrow when we'll be back at Mill Burgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road, and we can answer your questions then. You are, we'll catch you caught up with the news right now on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. I'm Milton Glick. If you just joined us, uh, you need to know the nursery is closed today, so we're recording this in advance. Um, and um, yeah, there will actually Some be... Some parts of this program have been pre-recorded. All parts of this program <laughs> pretty much have been pre-recorded. So <laughs> what they say on TV. Yeah, no, we say that too. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, some parts, uh, you, you figure out which ones. <laughs> and if you guess all, you'll be r- correct. So, uh, yeah, the nursery's closed, but it's open again tomorrow, the 26th. And uh, we encourage you to come by and uh, start bringing your trees. We'll give you more information about that and how to do the tree recycling. Be sure to leave the lights on there, right? Do not leave the lights on there. Leave (laughs) nothing. Come on, man. Trace will come to your home (laughs) (laughs) and hunt you down. And the neat thing about it is they'll take 
it even if you didn't buy it at Melbourne. Yeah, if you bought it someplace else, just yeah, that's. that's weird. Oh, and I give you a little you, uh, give a gift, gift certificate. certificate. Yeah, yeah. So I think for twenty percent off. Does that sound right? We'll ask Trace. We'll find yeah. out for sure on the twenty sixth. But yeah, so uh, it's uh, of course sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road, and you should be able to find details at millburgernursery dot com. Well, and it's uh, consistent with Mill Millburgers and how they do business. Their part of it is the uh, environmentally appropriately. Uh, dis- discard the t- the Christmas tree. Uh, they find ways to to use it. It might just be grinding up, use it for mulch. But uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they use it for fill. Yeah. Uh, they've seen some really neat uh, erosion control projects with <laughs> Christmas trees. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, even I think here here in Texas too, a uh, newspaper I'm sure will have some in there. But uh, but up I don't, north, I don't quite think often. they grind those up, do they? They put the whole tree in there, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the whole tree usually. Yeah. yeah. In those ravine, you know, the ravines after the the waters yeah, run run yeah. through. I wonder wonder if uh Trace and Milberg is gonna have a, a special on poinsettias and Christmas cactus and I think by this tomorrow. time. No, about tomorrow. Now maybe Christmas cactus, but I think poinsettias are pretty much gone by the twenty fifth. The p- trees are pretty much gone by <laughs> the 25th, too. But, I mean, there may be Now, the living of... Christmas trees may not be, so we'll have no. to. I don't know. Oh, yeah. If they're they're they're, they're a pretty fine. good bargain to begin with, yeah. then, but they're, yeah. they're half price. And if you need that that particular tree in your landscape, you know, some of those we've ta- <laughs> talked about may are good additions to the landscape, yeah. uh, well worth planting. Our, and if you live south or in Wilson County and have... Acidic uh, yeah, soils, you can use those pines. Yeah, there's even some loblollies. I have to show you the picture of the loblolly. I never did send it to you. you what did you want, just the needles, or you want a picture of the whole tree? I think the needles have to be okay, what so we I'll, look at. I'll bring the needles. But okay. the, other, the other ones are deodar cedar and, uh, and Arizona. Cypress. Arizona what? Cypress. Isn't Cypress, it? yeah, Arizona. Yeah. Those are the those are the two. Well, and then Aleppo's Aleppo's do a good, a good job. Intel, Italian stone pines make a nice tree. Mm-hmm. Like them. So yeah, uh, keep your eye if you're you're looking for some uh, conifers to to fill your landscape. Uh, yeah. That's a good time. Check out the prices on those live cr- Christmas trees that don't get sold. Okay, if there's yeah. any, there may not be any. I don't know. Yeah, let's see. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll have to find out that day what what he's going to do with those. Because uh, <laughs> that's uh, tomorrow, Milton. While supplies last, yeah. So no. I got to be careful. What's on? Yeah, tomorrow is Sunday. Are they on? They're on sale already uh, before before Christmas. Yes, yeah. they're on sale, but that doesn't help anybody right now. Uh, did you want to finish up fun facts <laughs> about poison ivy? Yeah, or? I was I was going to ask Kevin. And then I want to they ever get rid of that. Bad uh, disease that uh, they had on the Aleppo pine. You know that that Aleppo is in the Bible. Cure the Aleppos. Do you know where we're going? No, that's uh, no. something different. I, I, you different? I thought we I sent you, you to training to, to try to deal with <laughs> these yeah. issues. I want you to do some research on that tonight. And okay. I think you'll be surprised. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to. No, I don't think that you on be, the trees. I don't think the Aleppo's were healed. Oh, okay. Well, they could have been, but I don't <laughs> think that's the Bible. Um, so I've, fi- I've heard it. I've heard uh-huh. it. You do some more research tonight. You come back on. Uh, <laughs> Is it, and okay. Then, wait, okay, finish up the fun facts because I'm going to talk about it's, cyclamen. It's 
It's the oil in the plant tissues that give it the allergic reaction. Right. The oil. And uh, and all parts of the plant it contain, contains that oil. Yeah, that includes leaves, flowers, fruits, stems, and even roots. Wow, really? Even roots. Yeah, that goes back to now Calvin's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard to f- not get impacted. Even the smoke from burning yeah. the vines. Well, you and y'all have talked about that. That, that is uh, serious. Because yeah. it gets in your lungs, <laughs> I imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, there's been uh, well, almost investigations with, the, <laughs> you know, like... Uh, Youth groups and things, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody got sick at the <laughs> at the event, and then they go and they're. It's, p- it's pretty embarrassing for the pe- people that are yeah, supposed to be technically uh, <laughs> watching out. Oh, oops! But but that's that, that's not always easy to know. Then there's a little a yeah. root running or on the surface yeah. running through the. Yeah. You know, when you collect your firewood <laughs> or, or or under the where mm. the fire does is it take placed? very much for it to be toxic no. if you're smoking it? No, that depends on the smoking person. Smoking it? Well, I yeah. meant burning Come it. Come on, Mel. Smoke. <laughs> they don't smoke it. <laughs> well, and I don't know. Not in <laughs> this day and age. Maybe we may. If you or any of your friends have ever smoked poison ivy, oh no, stem, don't even joke about well, it. Well, you said you brought it up. No, I meant that it was smoking in the fire. Oh, oh, okay. One, <laughs> one, one issue is <laughs> uh, doing that. that has happened occasionally is yeah. that they've killed a bunch of uh, big poison ivy. Mm-hmm. And then even months later, when they've had their little yeah. campfire, you know, here's <laughs> oh, the, still. Here's the uh, oh, dried yeah. wood, you know, ah. for, for oh, to start the fire. Yeah, and you've mentioned that with oleander, too. <laughs> yeah. That people use oleander twigs, and that's a problem. They, any, for if you use it to barbecue twig, a, a hot, hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, I think that's less of a problem. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then uh, <laughs> I don't know that, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're, a person is... Uh, uh, susceptible to oleander, well, they might get affected, but but on uh, definitely on uh, poison ivy, you yeah. would. The oil can be transferred from the plant to your clothes, then onto your skin. And that's another issue too. Aren't <laughs> you supposed to really wash your clothes there and wash them go. separately, and or you throw them away? Yeah. Okay. Uh, wear yeah. long sleeves and long pants. Closed shoes and socks, and disposable. So you got a choice: washable COVID clothes. inside or poison ivy outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be aware of oil spewing yeah. when you use an axe to cut poison ivy stem. Be aware of sawdust when you saw it. How big is this? Can't you just uh. avoid it? <laughs> now, this this is our Christmas special, is it? Yeah, I think we've kind of got... Let's go to Cyclamen. Because uh. <laughs> a lot of people have bought Cyclamen. Cyclamen is much prettier than Poison Ivy. Yeah, and so people bought them to decorate for uh, for Christmas at Millburgers or other places. They'll probably... I guess now Millburgers will keep selling them until they run out. Oh, yeah. But like maybe the big box stores, will they keep selling them or are they going to kind of go on to something else? No, they'll sell them. They'll no. sell them too? Okay, so... Let's see. It's it's the end of December. So you got January, February, March, April. You got f- at least four months of good cyclamen performance. Okay. If it and then pan- pansies, you could maybe add a month for pansies, but... 
Now, the cyclamen is a little, that last month, that April, is uh, depends on the weather. If it gets yeah. too hot, they they don't perform well. So what if you kept, uh, so if you put your cyclamen in the ground, you just enjoy it, and then it'll go away. Can you dig it up, and if you have a few of them that you like, and try to well, transplant we, it? Yeah, we, you know, a lot of us did that because they're they're not an inexpensive plant, and they are so beautiful. But if you got a lot of them, it's hard but but you can put them in the house, and they'll survive in the house. They'll even expand. They get to be as aggressive uh, and uh, as hard to manage as our what are those uh, the, the, the the little plants that house plants that everybody has that the uh, African violet. Yeah, African violet, okay. yeah. But wha- my wife Judy and I did that. Did that we. Uh, and she finally got tired of them because they kept getting bigger and sp- <laughs> spreading. And then they're beautiful, the flowers and everything. But, you know, it's either kick the dogs and the kids out <laughs> and the husband out or, or remove the cyclamen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what did Judy decide? <laughs> I, mean, I, I was still there. Okay, but. that's good. Okay. Uh, the uh, I have been in people's homes that have actually built... Uh, another room under the house for the African violet. Yeah, I've seen that, that too. That they propagate. They, yeah. And then they start breeding them. Yeah. Breeding the yeah, very well, African you, violet. Sounds like the orchids. Uh, huh? Who was it that uh, converted the swimming pool to the begonia? Oh, yeah. Was that it was John? Uh, uh, somebody? <laughs> gosh, I can't remember his name. That one, I, ca- I was a cactus man, wasn't it? Claude? No, I don't think. Claude King? <laughs> but it was, but somebody, but somebody, he had the weather, he had uh, climate control. And, oh, yeah. And he occasionally let his uh, grandchildren swim <laughs> if, if they weren't, if it wasn't, uh, the humidity wasn't a threat or and if it was the temperature was ju- just right, they, they could swim. But mostly it was begonia stuff. Yeah. Okay, so getting back to the cyclamen for a second, <laughs> because okay, so here's here's let's pretend this is the situation. Okay, I've got a small bed of them. I know that because I've listened to the show that if it gets <laughs> below freezing, I'm going to cover them. Because you actually listen to the show, man? I do occasionally. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Every now and then, I'm going to cover <laughs> them so I don't lose the blooms. It won't hurt the plants, but it it knocks the blooms off. Okay, so now let's pretend it's late March, early April, and it's starting to warm up. Mm-hmm. Am I going to lose them, or can I oversummer them? Now we're talking about you. So, oh, could could someone else who's more <laughs> who's a better gardener than you? Me? You're going to lose them. Okay. Well, well, they're hard to make it through our summer. I thought you were talking. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I didn't have good. I didn't have good luck. I tried, okay. and some of the master gardeners tried. How'd they and do? And you can keep them. You can keep them alive, but the problem is it gets to be uh, October or November, and you want their, the ones from Colorado come in there. They're, oh, they're, they're beautiful. full of blooms where yours <laughs> might get beautiful by January. Oh. Well, by, by that time, Milton's using his as a dry flower, a dry, dry yeah. flower, you know. It sounds Put like them in potpourri. Sounds like my experience with the tropical hibiscus, <laughs> which it came back, and by the time it started to bloom, it was ready for it to be frozen again. <laughs> it was like, but we were just determined. I don't know if mm. there other gardeners get this way, but we we're like, by golly, we are going to stick with that plant. We've stuck with it through the entire winter. 
we're sticking with it now until you know the yeah. summer came and it started coming up and yeah and i don't think it bloomed until like december and then just froze down did somebody tell you that that was going to happen that it wasn't going to bloom the following year uh no it did bloom but like one bloom and then it died because it froze down again yeah no no one told me that no one told you i that. don't think anybody said anything about oh, that okay. but they it, it's kind you remember of everybody? almost painless I, w- I was thinking of they to to ma- make it le- less painful for the gardener they just kind of disappear okay. yes see i don't even i don't Dig them out and pile them up, a big pile of them. I just, <laughs> Which about I just plant the, the new plants, the, the the summer plants all all around them, and then the cyclamen just oh, kind of disappear. Disappear. Okay, and that's a good way to poor do little cyclamen. How are your larkspur doing? Uh, they're, they're doing okay. They're they're kind of they're coming. The heat, yeah. The, they're coming the, up. But the they, weird conditions they, are kind of when there was when it was. Well, this this cool weather should perk up, perk oh, up yeah. again. Okay, but uh, the th- thing that's uh, the carrots are are doing well now mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Carrots and of course radishes are doing well, and the beets the the beets that were planted at the end of I planted like three sets of beets, but the the only ones that really did well are the ones during that cold spell. But they they made up for it. <laughs> it'll be in, it'll be uh, interesting. Maybe we'll be. Well, every 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 uh, fall is different, yep. so you you hate to miss a chance to have them go early. Uh, s- the sweet peas are going uh, strong, and oh, the, good! And the English peas are blooming al- al- already. It's funny oh. how much more more aggressive the English peas are compared to the sweet peas. That's kind of like English pear. I knew yeah. you were going to go there. <laughs> they're more aggressive, are they're they? They're more aggressive, and but they're oh. American. Uh, they're just offshoots. Oh, and you sent us something, but I didn't get a chance to read it. Did you give us a a report? We got about uh, three minutes before we have to take a break, though, on the uh, Christmas bird count. Do we? You want to wait until we'll do, we'll do that next? Uh? No, I didn't get a. Oh, I thought you sent me something on the Christmas bird count. I just saw it and I opened. Oh, it. I just I uh, just sent sent you the the uh, coordinator. Yeah. The coordinator just thanked us for. Oh, I didn't. But see. I should have. Asked her. Um, she was very, she was very pleasant about it and thanked us. But it would have been, it would have been kind of fun to. You still got her name? Oh yeah, we'll get. Yeah, we'll I want to. I want to ask her about the sparrow. Yeah, I know you do. You just—that's all you care about. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like she'd be. She we, might we, be. Uh, uh, Jennifer was such a wonderful interview. I think. Uh, okay. Uh, th- this this person might be a good interview too. She because cool. she responded well to our. Um, I have the, I have the email and I'll uh, I'll see if I can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, there could be ostriches flooding San Antonio, <laughs> and Jerry would be worried about the sparrows. Well, I mean, the sparrows would take over. They didn't take care of those. Those ostriches, ostriches really? Ostriches. Oh, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Well, I want to know how you react to those uh, um, per, those b- birds that r- road runners that oh. eat the sparrows. <gasps> they eat sparrows. Oh gosh. Oh. Yeah. Ask, yeah, supper. ask Judy about that. It changed her whole <laughs> attitude towards roadrunners. I think they eat uh, they'll eat quail too. I mean, really? they'll eat other birds too. Huh? Because most people, uh, big uh, game ranches, uh, kill them, kill all the, the roadrunners road they can because they eat the uh, 
I guess the eggs or maybe the young. Of well, they'll take. Yeah, they'll take. Uh, my roadrunners in our neighborhood just sit under the uh, suet feeders. Is that oh, right? wow. And wait for the sparrows to, you know, when the suet yeah. falls off and the sparrow jumps down there to get it. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like my grackle in the, the hummingbird yeah, moth. Exactly. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we're we're going to come back in a second. And What's listen. that number? I, I don't remember. Oh. Uh, I almost said it. I was just thinking it, and then I thought I'd better catch myself. I knew you were. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to the Christmas edition of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Hope you're having a wonderful Christmas. Be back with more of Dr. Parsons and Dr. Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. This is our Christmas edition. Uh, the nursery is closed today, so uh, don't bother coming, but get ready to come back tomorrow. You can use your gift certificates or uh, you yeah, can start bring, using... bring candy or... You don't want candy. The hell I don't. Oh, it man. Is, Jeremy. It works good for me. Jeremy, help him. You and Calvin are not eating the candy. We have a button now we press, <laughs> and it alerts Jeremy <laughs> when you start eating too much sugar. All right. Uh, but anyway. Don't give us a call because we're not going to answer it. But we are back tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, let's are see. Are okay. answer it tomorrow? Yeah, we'll answer it tomorrow. Oh, okay. Let's see. What have we talked about? I Cyclamen? have a question. For who? A Cal- fact. For Calvin? Do we have poison oak in Texas? Yes. No. What? Uh, we do not have poison oak in Texas. Poison oak is a relative of poison ivy and not a true oak at all. It's native to the West Coast. What we have in Texas is basically one species, which is what we call poison ivy. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh-oh, Isn't Calvin's, that amazing? Calvin's checking you out on that. Now yeah, because it, it depends on who you ask, whether it's um, is a, whether there, there are some uh, indi- remnants of the or versions that qualify as as poison oak. It may be just folks interpreting the bigger plants. But there's some big if if there if we don't have poison oaks there's some pretty big poison ivy. Mm hmm. Huh. Poison ivy that goes all the way up. Is poison oak really an oak? So it's the same thing as okay. Okay. I didn't think so. I I was that's why I was sort of surprised. this uh, is a Christmas not show. Not a true oak at Stop. all. Stop. Can you talk about something uh, that's like sugar plum fairies or that's sweet? You're just you're talking about. Oh, no, no, We're we're here to what to make people comfortable? Uncomfortable? I know yeah. there are people <laughs> that are scratching already just listening to this show. And I I won't tell you where I got that from. Okay. I won't tell Dennis. I won't tell Calvin. Okay. The Neil. extension service. <laughs> Neil. Oh, Neil. Okay. 
All right. And Cal was looking at his little phone. You know, Neil's Neil's, Neil's article is going to come out on Christmas Day, too. I'm betting that Neil is not talking about poison oak (laughs) or anything poison on Christmas. Yeah, he's too flimpy. All right. So let's see. We've talked about (laughs) cyclamen. Uh, We didn't talk about taking care of your Christmas cactus. We could. Is it very difficult to take care of? Well, I think it's it's not difficult to take care of the individual plant. I always thought of it as difficult to get it to rebloom. But, but I I I thought that that they were doing a little bit of development like they did with poinsettias and the uh, Christmas cactus was getting a little easier. Okay. To get but you know when they talk about fourteen hours of uh, dark in a closet every every <laughs> every day for in November to get it to bloom, uh, that that results in very few getting blooms. But I, th- I think uh, Jerry brought up the fact that he th- that he thought that it was less demanding than that. You you would. Uh, Maybe yeah. not every plant would be the perfect bloom, but uh, just by doing uh, the wintertime darkness and outside and inside, cool. yeah. that you would get you get a fair response. Yeah, I, I I have trouble remembering to water things when they're sitting in front of me. <laughs> I cannot imagine putting it in the closet <clears throat> and taking very good care of it. Yeah, uh, I yeah. have I. I have rebloomed. I have bloomed them. Oh, uh, cactus, older, Christmas cactus, Christmas cactus. Okay. Yeah. And what what I do is when the temperatures get a little bit cold, not not freezing or below, but uh, I put them out on the, my back patio, mm-hmm. out of the light, out as much li- out of uh, as much light as I can keep them out of. And let them. Ex- I, I've read somewhere that it's it's a combination of temperature and the light exposure. But uh, I've set buds. That's what they do when they get them in the right condition. Set ru- buds which naturally bloom later, but bloom a little bit later. But uh, that's the experience I've had with them. Speaking of that, so I have a question. No. Okay. Okay. But what about <laughs> if I um, if I put the thing with the, uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, I know you don't. Okay, so <laughs> it is now cooler weather. Yeah. And um, like when they were suggesting on the Sinisa to do cuttings, they said to do it in the fall. Well, now the fall is come and gone. Mm-hmm. Is it too late to do cuttings on? Yes. Okay. What about anything else? Is there anything that that you can do cuttings on in the winter? Because I think you want to keep them. You want to keep them cool. <laughs> you don't want to get them in the hot sun. Uh, Calvin's over here still worried about this poison. <laughs> I know he's gonna. Did trust, I, trust did me. I not tell him we where will, I got that information? We will finish the show before we find out, so people <laughs> will want to tune in tomorrow to find out what Calvin found out about that. Uh, or Dennis is going to get us send some information or research. Oh. Uh, 
Dennis versus Siri. Siri. Do we want to hear? Or do we want to go back to Poison Oak? Poison Oak is generally not found in North Texas, but cannot be ruled out completely. Like poison ivy, poison oak also grows in three-leaf clusters, but has a closer resemblance to oak leaves. And so, that that's kind of the. They've they've hesitated to, <laughs> to declare it not. Okay, now who's not they? There, who's who's your they, source? But that's probably, if Neil in fact has. Uh, well, followed up with uh, a little stronger research than they're indicating here, uh, he, he might it might be uh, worthy of making that kind of declaration. Thank you, Calvin. Where, what is your well, what, is your, so, now, what is your source? We know Jerry's source. What is your source? The My problem. source is <laughs> Google. But yeah, but there's a, Google's referencing another article, another website. I guess. Okay. <laughs> Siri says, um, all right. I don't know why. Arlington, Texas, government news. Hey, hey, we, we, we have listeners in Arlington. <laughs> where, where is Neil? Isn't Neil up near Arlington? No, he's in right outside of Dallas. In, um, Isn't that near Arlington? Yeah. Okay, but, uh, anyway. He's in, uh, where is his place? So I'm determined to do cuttings and stuff, and I've, <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've read lots of things. I've seen YouTube videos like Calvin's, mm -hmm. how to do your, how to put your uh, tractor in neutral. <laughs> um, so I'm, is there anything in the winter that I could do cutting from cuttings, get to root? Like roses. Could I get roses to root from in the winter? Uh, it's okay. harder. Okay. Anything that's but, easier? Uh, I I think uh, Mike Shoup of uh, Rosenborn, I think they take most of their rose cuttings in the fall. Oh well, it's all, but, it's uh, not terribly far from may, fall. Maybe in the winter they're more do too dormant to that cutting. Okay. Now we take uh, hardwood. Uh, uh, say figs. You want to propagate a fig. Or you want to uh, graft a pecan? Okay. You take the wood, but uh, in in before January, and put it in refrigerator. Oh. I put to put uh, put sphagnum uh, moist sphagnum peat around it, and uh, and put it in the refrigerator. And to, to keep it dormant, because you want to put dormant wood on an actively growing tree, hmm. like pecans or whatever. And you know when you do that, Grafton Milton, when the when the leaves on a, on the tree that you're going to graft is big as a squirrel's ears. <laughs> How big's the squirrel? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Their ears are the same. Is that right? I never knew that. Okay. <laughs> Askinglot.com says that eastern poison oak is the most common here in Texas 
and particularly in the San Antonio and Hill Country oh, areas. You made that up. No. <laughs> we got to send that to Neil. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, That's asking lot? Asking lot, yeah. I don't know what they, who they are. They might, they're probably in the... Not yeah, same league as we are. Well, uh, they may not have two PhD horticulture. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, they probably <laughs> uh, also you can uh, you can take grape cuttings, uh, okay. dormant, uh, about uh, eight or ten inches long, and uh, stick them stick them in uh, a pot. A container with a potting mix in it, uh, which is moist, not wet, and and uh, they'll they'll stay in there to spring, mm. <laughs> and then eventually they will uh, sp- uh, send out shoots and uh, send out leaves and shoots, and uh, they would be rooted. Now so you can do that with figs and grapes. And pecans. Uh, no, no, pecans, you're doing the grafting. Yeah. You're For grafting them to a mouse. Now, if they, they, go, if they, they want a more specifics, they go to Plant Answers, can't they? Yeah. Uh, Plant uh, Dr. Larry Stein and his colleagues, uh, I think Blueford Hancock actually wrote the original uh, we've got it on Plant Answers. I think that's uh, listed under uh, Propagation. And uh, it ta- tells about how to store graft wood. I remember so, when we, when I first ca- came here to San Antonio, there was, seemed like there was a uh, grafting and uh, oh, yeah. budding program at least once a month. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, Doctor uh, se- uh, Doc- yeah. Shreve uh, used to do those, and Larry does them uh, almost every spring. So uh, Fanix, they're still doing it. The problem is nobody is collecting and selling um, budwood anymore. Grafting no. wood anymore. Used to. Uh, there were several nurseries that had would do that, and several people, the older ti- old timers, yeah. uh, would. Uh, I was would trying, to, trying to to remember who was the person that would give the the programs, and once he started, it yeah. was kind of like didn't <laughs> matter what the audience was doing. He there would you just go. go on with his. Uh, <laughs> and of course, the, the real conscientious gardeners were pay taking attention, notes, yeah. and some of the kids and everything would be running around <laughs> the nursery. Yeah, that was Laura Shreve, Doctor yeah. Laura Shreve, and uh, he also uh, we we would be amiss to not mention uh, Mister Dansby, who used to collect wood and used to. Yeah, I've seen him, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the guy in the audience that was correcting the speaker. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, He he lived to be in his 
in the late 80s. And he was the one that <laughs> would, uh, when he would harvest, ready to harvest the pecan, he would tie expandable ladders together mm. and to get up to the top of the pecan trees. What could go wrong? Oh, man. And, uh, okay, yeah, so we got to take a quick break. Company, uh, yeah, left him off. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're not live today, but we're back tomorrow at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And of course, you can enjoy listening to us on 938. I'm alive. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. La 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 la. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. All right, our phone number is. Almost caught me. (laughs) Doesn't matter what our phone number is because you can't call in today because this show is recorded. The nursery is closed. Millburgers is closed, but it's open again tomorrow. We can give them your home phone number. No, let's not. Why not? We can uh, let your beautiful wife take the calls. She she doesn't. We don't want to take the call. Okay, I, we, I think I don't think that's great advice for me. <laughs> I think it's, it's what? Get, get Milton in trouble advice. All right, so what else? I'm do we good have? at that. I know you are. <laughs> but uh, I want to mention now that uh, that we're in colder, cooler weather, and uh, there's some broadly some uh, broadleaf weeds, which uh, blue bonnets are one. Mm-hmm. that are sprouting in the lawn. And uh, they're little now. They're cute little ones now. But now is the time to spray them and get rid of them before oh. they elongate like the blue bonnets do or expand. Okay. The, the other weeds, not the not the blue bonnets. No. Yeah, no, no. I, I know. I was thinking, <laughs> this, this doesn't sound like Jerry. <laughs> Well, blue bonnets are Texas state weed, you know. I know, but don't get rid of them. Get rid of everything yeah, else. Yeah, but anyway, uh, but you can't use things uh, on the dorm, what you think is dormant grass like uh, Roundup because <laughs> some people think that the grass is dormant so they'll just spray the weeds with uh, Roundup. Ah, that's, that's why... Uh, we have uh, one of the, some of the reasons why we have questions about whether you, what you do with your rescue grass and your annual bluegrass. If you got that weed, if you got thin soil, lots of shade, and uh, your summer lawn is, uh, is not as great as it used to be, you probably got a good, pretty good looking, well, sustainable winter lawn <laughs> with rescue grass. I or, love my bluegrass. Yeah, too. and so. It's hard to kill that and not, no. not. Uh, we used to say you could, you maybe do that, but uh, <laughs> even the even the Bermuda grass yeah, uh, responds to uh, that. Yeah, get gets uh, hit by the uh, we uh, herbicide that uh, kills weedy grass. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what? So you you generally mow that if it's grassy, yeah. Yeah. but then your your broadleaf weeds. You can use our, our, because it's cool, 
And Trace told us this information at Millburgers that we can use a weed-free zone. Which yeah, what was the temperature window? Do you remember? Yeah, it's above 45. Something like that, yeah. And up to 70-something? Yeah, yeah. So but this is like almost perfect. There's been a very oh, few days. Oh, it's perfect so, yeah. in the winter. But uh, you can use that uh, weed-free zone. And uh, the one bit chickweed, our favorite bed straw. Bed straw. <laughs> that's what that's what got Calvin and our attention the first time that we started fooling around with weed free zone was that bed straw, and our our doggies seemed to find it before we saw it and bring it into the house. It's on an their amazing bodies. weed. Paul, Paul Cox used to have a real interest in bed straw too. Yeah, did he? He was, it was fun to talk to him about the uses of bed straw. <laughs> get, it would get him distracted if he was on a real serious topic and you wanted to uh, get him talking about something else. Then you uh, bring up bed straw, and he'd have, he'd have all kinds of anecdotes. <laughs> really. What kind of anecdotes were there about bed straw? Oh, what the mattress? You, oh, really? How did they use it? Why did they call it bed straw? Well, I guess because Calvin just yelled at stuff beds. But wouldn't at some point it dry up? Yeah, and, and oh, it yeah. would. But that I mean, it's not a perfect. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Well, that's, why people, that's why people make thousands of dollars on mattresses. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not the bed straw ones. But <laughs> not the bed straw ones. But anyway, that that uh, we I, I, we've all been impressed with that weed-free zone, and it doesn't bother your any of the grasses, any of the grasses you want. Well, and, and Jerry uh, used it. And the the amazing thing about it is, it's fast acting. Oh yeah, and really uh, does a, almost a comp- you know a complete job. It's. Uh, uh, yeah. Not not a little patch here works, and a little <laughs> patch there works. If, you, if you're just yeah. relatively careful, it uh, yeah is a gets everything. Great product, but it will not damage. I gotta say this for our horse herb lady out there that it will Evelyn. not it will not damage your horse herb. Oh, that's bad news for Evelyn. Oh no, I think Eve- Evelyn has a. Newfound love for. I think you're wrong. Uh. <laughs> now it's Christmas. Don't be mean to Evelyn. Yeah, I hope Evelyn is having a Merry Christmas. Yeah. and everybody else. All of our, our regulars. Yeah. yeah, we got a lot of folks that are calling. It was nice that Marty called us and wished us a happy. Yeah. And I think Delb called us and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. I have a Christmassy question to see if y'all know the answer. Okay, to. we're listening. I think I've I formulated the answer. But you know they Uh-oh. they call <laughs> they call uh, you know they have that song I was listening to Christmas music coming over here and they had they talked about uh, chestnuts roasting on the fire mm-hmm. and so why do they call a chestnut tree which are most of have have killed out by now because of the uh, blight. Uh, why do they call it a chestnut? I don't know. You know, Kevin? I don't know. I think because that hickory was used to make a cedar chest. 
Oh, really? Yeah, back in the uh, the day. That's interesting. That's the only thing I could think of, the reason they would call it a chestnut. But the, the nuts are... So do we need to do have Dennis do some research on this? Uh, yeah, I guess we can to see if that's right or not. Antique Rose Emporium, or an antique... Uh, what is that? Uh, public, t- uh, public TV, they have all that... Every yeah. Monday evening they have that mm-hmm. antique show. Oh, yeah, with the chests and yeah. the, okay. <laughs> anyway, also on the plants that you've bought in to the house, you know, the to protect from the uh, coal or either uh, use as a house plant, you need to l- keep a lookout for uh, insects that you might bring in too, such as scale, that's a little flat, Insect covered uh, plant, uh, insect covered by a shield that gets on on your plants and uh, lays close to the stem, you know, close to the stem, and they can come in white. Uh, Sometimes looks like a fungus, more of a fungus than an insect. Yeah, because they're covered with that protective cover, and And that and that's probably the hardest one to control. Oh yeah, big time. And white flies and mealybugs. Those, mm, mealy those bugs. two are pretty tough, too. Oh, yeah. And he, they even put pill bugs in this. And it's, you can bring it in when you bring the pots yeah, in. Yeah, pill bugs are easy. And and then they really, they really hurt me, it says. Even roaches may try to hitch rods into your house as you bring plants indoors for the winter. What's the problem with that? Now you don't even have to. They don't even have to hitch rides at your no, house. Well, yeah, they just but come but on it in. Cause, it disrupts <laughs> this whole uh, <laughs> hierarchy of. Yeah, uh, that's uh, true. You get a, uh, exactly. a strange <laughs> roach that comes in. He doesn't know his, his place yeah. or her place. They just well, uh, start he, muscling he your might, other roaches out yeah, of the. Yeah, oh, might make the other ones mad. That's not good. <laughs> Examine the plants closely before bringing them inside. Treat any problems you find while they're still outside. Uh, man, well, so well, you know, and uh, we had that question about mosquitoes, and uh, Spider-Man Warren was telling me that uh, a woman called and had was having mosquito problems, and this is another pest control company came, and they they did all this stuff, and they said, and they they weren't going away, so he came over because she was having trouble with another company, and he came and and he said, I don't know where they're coming from, and then he found uh, it was a pot. That had been damp and damp and damp, <laughs> and so they were breeding in the, the damp pot. It thought. was a damp pot? Damp. Oh, damp, oh damp pot. Okay, I see. <laughs> it's Christmas now. Come on. I was just trying to uh-huh. clarify your statement. Christmas. Then. But, yeah, so apparently <laughs> those planters are. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't take much to have, to have uh, the conditions right for raising some. Mosquitoes, yeah, or other, yeah, other know, bugs. The the good thing is that if you do a a, a survey, a pretty conscientious survey, mm. you you find most of those things, and <laughs> uh, there'll still be a few that'll escape you. But uh, that's that's what you work on. I saw something the other day, <laughs> two weeks ago, that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I went in a a restaurant, a bathroom restroom that hadn't been used in a long time. 
or wasn't commonly used. And the the inside of the toilet bowl was lined with mosquitoes getting water. Or really? either. Have you ever seen mosquitoes in a toilet? No, I've seen them in the shower. Yeah, but I've these were in the toilet, lined okay. up around the water in the tank. Again, this is Christmas. We should have more celebratory. <laughs> <laughs> they were cranberry colored. Oh, thank you, Calvin. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Well, you yeah, brought like out the mosquito thing. Like little sugar plum fairies in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> And another happy thing is fire ants. Oh, uh, boy. Now, how, how do you find fire ants at this time of the year? Mm. When they're not out, when they're ma- not making, well, we well, might have had some whoever told you, Yeah, whoever told you they're not making mounds. They're, well, I after just, the rains, too. Huh? They make the mounds after the rains. Yeah. Well, I was uh, mowing my grass yeah, today. They, oh, and they... And there were mounds everywhere. Wow. So if you roll over them, are they and, active? Do and, they? of course, the containers... Uh, oh, yeah. With my, you know, with tomatoes and uh, <coughs> containers with the uh, <laughs> eggplants and all. They love those containers. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... Okay, so that's kind of what Jerry was talking about. If we're bringing in containers because yeah. they're cold outside, yeah. is, should we be careful of what we're bringing into the house? Yeah. Oh. You can bring fire ants in. Ah, big time. I don't want fire ants in If you, if in you n- discovered them before you bring them in, it, the relative, you can do a quick treatment. But once you're, once if it's a big container, once it's in the house, it's a little harder to do. <laughs> no, how do you find them? I'm scared to ask. In the pot. Well, you 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 see you see their uh, that sandy looking yeah the stuff they've been digging in. Oh. And or uh, and or you, if, it's a, if the sun's been out <laughs> and you move the p- pot a little bit, then yeah. you, they start moving all okay. around. Okay. And you, if you, as you water, yeah, if you if you really put a lot of uh, soak them, soak the plant. Okay. With water, they'll come up. Okay. They'll come up to the top. And that's when you just that's when you use a little spinosad or whatever you yeah. got. Right. Uh, Milton might we use malathion too. No, not in the house. Yeah, or orthine. Or uh, no, I've, I've, I've been through the both of those. I like, yeah. I like <laughs> anthracnose. Okay, so we have about two minutes left. Any Christmas wishes Sneak that, that you that orthine into your house. I am not going to do it. No, <laughs> I've heard you talk about it. A tablespoon and a no. gallon of water. No, no. Nope. And pour it over your Just plant. Just no. Your plant. Do you understand the meaning of the word no? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, if, you're, if your nose is not as sensitive as Jerry's, then yeah. that, that spoonful and a gallon of water is not. Okay. We have like one minute. Okay. Is there any it any kind of like any hell. Christmas wishes you want to kind of get out? Or? Well, yeah, we, they we, can we still bring our time. presents by the nursery okay. tomorrow. All right. Well, we just hope everybody is having yeah. a Christmas. And we, hope we you continue... Uh, as a community to uh, help each other and uh-huh. have a good success in gardening. And uh, uh, we'll continue to do our our best with the show to help them be successful. And, and we know Millburgers will do the same. Yeah. And in the coming year, like, we'll probably even start tomorrow talking about some of the plants that will be uh, coming in uh, very soon to the nursery. And we'll all right. I'm, I'm all excited about getting ready to, well, let's see. I guess we got a few months before we start really getting serious about the uh, uh, 
uh, Monarch Initiative. But oh, the, okay. That'd but the butterflies, you know, it'd be fun if we can, uh, if we had a good conversation with Jennifer, it'd be fun to get uh, involved with, uh, you know, more birders, too. Okay, we'll do that in 2020, 2022. All right, <laughs> we're going to say goodbye for today. And again, on behalf of the, the nursery and everybody at Mill Burgers, all the staff, I know they want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. We are back tomorrow at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road on behalf of the docks. I'm Milton Glick. Thanks so much for listening. Join us tomorrow on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.